What's your response to people when folks are like, Reiki, isn't that's like hooey? What do you say? That, that I definitely think is the challenge, um, a challenge with some of these practices that have been practiced for hundreds, if not thousands of years in other parts mm -hmm. of the world. They're new, you know, to, to this part of the world. Um, so I definitely don't take, you know, I don't take it personal. Um, I understand that anything that is unknown is scary for people. So some, that's something that I really try to do with my social media and just my message and how I teach is I really try to make things practical. Um, I try to break things down in a way that, that isn't as so esoteric and um, is more relatable. It's the Ryan Leckie Show. Hey, what is going on? I'm back with another episode of The Ryan Leckie Show, and today we are tackling a topic that a lot of people buzz about, right? But like, do you really know self-care inside and out? And with us on the podcast couch today, because there's so much to this. Everybody thinks like self-care, like oh, I'm going to get a facial once a month and treat myself. But then sometimes your headspace is still a mess. We're going to pull back the curtain on that in a really cool event hitting Northeastern Pennsylvania in August called the Wild Women NEPA festival, but on the couch, Kaylin Bowles, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I am super <laughs> stoked to have you on the couch because I want to kind of like get inside your head and how you sort of dove into uh, this element that is so important to people. It's been, but people just haven't really practiced like self-care, but it's more than like meditation, yoga, et cetera. Et cetera. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. And you are somebody who I follow on social media, who is so real, so authentic and really inspiring when I see it. And I'm like, I just love that she just shoots these videos and it's <laughs> It's, it's the good, the bad, the ugly. It's the days where you're like, you know what? I'm having a bad hair day, but I got something to tell you, right? Like, I love that because in the day and age where like people put out perfection all the time, and I'm guilty of it, I've tuned up photos, like you are so real. And in, and I think when people really look at social content, social media content, and they're, they just see perfection, like there's, you kind of pull back the curtain and say like, it's okay to be you. Yeah. And I love that. But I want to dive into, first of all, because we are going to dive into the Wild Women NEPA Festival, which is happening what date? August 27th. All right. In? Tonkanic, Pennsylvania at Lazy Brook Park. We're going to unpack all the details <laughs> behind yes. it because it's something amazing for women in this part of Pennsylvania. Absolutely. But I want to get into self-care, right? So what does that mean to you? And, and how did you eventually get into everything involving yoga, meditation and really saying, you know what, I need to look out for myself so I can be better for others. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, self-care and really being an advocate for your own well-being has been something that's so important to me and in my own life and my own journey that I kind of came to through really needing to find some healing and, and connecting with myself. You know, um, self-care is really something that expands more than just on the surface of who we are. It really has to do with the multifaceted individual that each of us truly is inside. So it has to do with your mental health. It has to do with your emotional health, you know, your physical health and your spiritual health. You know, are you living in alignment with your purpose? Are you, you know, doing the things that really light you up inside? And are you able to express yourself in the most authentic way possible? Or are you trying to kind of fit into a box, you know, that you may feel like you need to fit into? So personally for 
for me, you know, just growing up, I never really felt like I kind of fit in. You know, I feel like for for young women, it's really hard. You know, we see all these magazines and TV commercials and movies and all these products that we're supposed to use to kind of look or, or appear a certain way, you know. So I grew up really not feeling connected to who I was because I always felt like I was trying or needed to be, you know, someone else. And then, you know, growing up and, you know, getting a job, you know, to make money. I worked in the administrative field, um, starting off, you know, young and worked my way up and I had a great job and I was making decent money, you know, but I didn't feel like that spark inside. I didn't feel like like I was aligned with what I was really meant to do. And I was just overworked to the point where my health started to decline. So, you know, I went the traditional route of trying to figure out, you know, why am I 22 years old and feel like, you know, my body is failing me, you know, and it came down to realizing that I just had, I had so much stress that I didn't have the tools to manage, you know. Um, so I started exploring different, different modalities of healing. And that's when I started practicing yoga and meditation and really started to find some relief for the things that I I was experiencing um, and I ended up pretty much quitting my job. <laughs> this is at 22. At, at, it was 22 is kind of when I started this. So but I think in, it's amazing. You kind of had this grand awakening of sorts at yeah, 22 where you yeah. felt a, a hamster on the wheel. You were burned out in like sort of quote unquote corporate America. You yeah. did what everybody does, right? You know, you go to high school, you, you, you get some more education, mm -hmm. you get a job and you're just like, oh my gosh, is this my life? But you did something about it faster than a lot of people. Yeah, were. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so 2018, I believe it was, I was living in New Jersey at the time. I'm from Northeast PA, born and raised, um, but I moved out to the city to try to you know, find a career and stuff. Um, I quit my job out there. I ended up moving back home and came across um, a yoga program, a residential program um, at the Himalayan Institute, which is in the Pocono Mountains. Yeah, right Honesdale. outside of Honesdale, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Which I think we actually met there once when you had came to do some sort of uh, television, television thing. So it's funny. We're all connected through these little uh, strings. We have to unpack that for a second <laughs> because how I, you know, it's not just I met you on I, IG, right? On Instagram, mm -hmm. right? But I see your content consistently and I'm like, man, I just love how she just like mm -hmm. lives wholeheartedly and like this shows up, you know, as Kaylin and it's like, no matter what the day is, I love that. But I think backing up a little bit, that's what's incredible and how it's like six degrees of separation with everybody, right? Yeah. Because te technically we met, it mm -hmm. could have been like 11 or 12 years ago, you were living at the Himalayan Institute mm -hmm. and I used to do a lot of live shots with them and they did like a lot of community events, etc. Our paths crossed there, mm -hmm. but then they actually this is how we kind of got to know each other. Our paths cross as well when I went to start my own company mm -hmm. about a year ago in June. And we had a mutual friend who connected yeah. us, shout out to Tatiana, who said, hey, you know, you're launching this company. And I was asking her some questions because she does a lot of social media marketing. And I was like, do you know of anybody who does X, Y, and Z? She's like, you know what? There's this girl, Kaylin, who kind of maybe has some time now, who's in yoga training. She's going back to be like a yoga teacher and everything else, mm -hmm. but she might be able to help you out, right? And I literally will always be grateful to this. I always tell this story and I sincerely mean it. When I started my company, I felt like the jet just took off, but you came into my life at the right time. It's weird how the universe works. And you said, we're going to land this plane. We're going to like fix some stuff up and then get you back in the air. Because essentially when we started, it was like I was building the plane as I was flying it. And you kind of really helped me get grounded in so many different ways. 
and literally launched to where we are today. And I'm forever grateful for that. And it's funny, like you took some time to go back to yoga school and I'm like, you're never leaving us and you still collaborate <laughs> with us on projects and you're such a great sounding board. So I think that's interesting. We met like eons ago when you were yeah. at the Himalayan Institute mm-hmm. and then our paths crossed again. And I'll never forget, like when I started my company in June, here we are at my dining room table, yep. many, many days, <laughs> right? Yeah. Trying to figure stuff out and and you helped us for that. So for that, I'm forever grateful. Well, thank you for, for having me. I was, you know, honored to be part of that. And it's, it's amazing. You know, I, I truly believe that no matter where you are on your path, like it's where you're supposed to be because, you know, in the corporate job, you know, I got a marketing background. I got a professional background, which has really helped me with my own business and have the opportunity to help, you know, you and other people when it comes to marketing or, you know, business administration or kind of organizing things in the background. Um, So even though I, you know, spent that time and and realized that that wasn't the life for me, you know, that I still truly benefited and it was part of my To set you up for what you're doing now. To set me up, yeah. With the Wild Women NEPA Festival and all this other cool stuff you're doing. Yeah, so I got into yoga, teaching yoga. Yeah. Um, I found so much passion in that. The Himalayan Institute offers an amazing opportunity. You actually have a residential program. I lived there for two and a half years where I studied and became certified as a yoga and meditation instructor with some amazing world-renowned teachers um, and a really traditional... um, a traditional training in yoga, which really goes beyond just the physical aspects of it. It goes into the energetic, mental, emotional um, aspects of it and really focuses on the nervous system and how to heal our nervous system from chronic stress, which is honestly one of the main root causes of so many of the health issues that so many of us are dealing with um, on the day-to-day basis is because our nervous systems are just fried out (laughs) from overstimulation, overwork, not putting that time aside to have that moments of self-care and maybe not even knowing how to do that or what it is that we need. Um, so through teaching yoga and and just learning about yoga, I really came to the understanding that, you know, there's these layers of being that we have to work on for ourselves. Um, so I started, you know, getting into all different aspects of healing and I came up across Reiki healing, um, which is a form of energy healing that helps working with the chakras and kind of just clearing out and helping the energy flow through our bodies in a more optimal way because we are energetic beings. You know, if you go into, you know, the scientific understanding of, you know, vibration and, you know, the breath, um, you know, having <clears throat> having these things flow through us in an optimal way is really how we're going to feel that vibrancy that we need. Um, and I've always been a musician and a singer, so getting into sound therapy um, came really naturally to me as well. And I've been able to use everything I've learned um, through my own, you know, journey of healing and kind of connecting and finding myself uh, through all these different modalities. And now I'm just trying to share that with other people and to try to just share my story and who I am in the most genuine and authentic way as I can. Even you know the moments where I'm not feeling so hot, you know, it's it's all part of it. And it's all beautiful. And it's, it's, we're all on these journeys, you know, of, of really reconnecting with ourselves and finding our purpose and finding our path. And, you know, it's not a linear journey, you know, it's not all uphill. It's, it's sometimes you dip back down in the valley or things take a turn, but it's, it's about knowing how to deal with the stress and the obstacles that come into your life. And to really see that, like, 
life is happening for you instead of to you. And even when there are challenges or dark moments or traumas that come in, you know, there's there's a light and a lesson in everything that happens to us. So it's it's kind of just trying to find what that light and lesson is and try to integrate the things that you're learning and just allow that to help you be the best version of yourself. Let's go back to when you did sort of a residential program with the Himalaya yeah. Institute. And during that time, and I have to say, I have a huge... Uh, respect and I have always fun. I didn't live there like you did, but I always had fond memories working with the people there. And I always felt so chill. I would go in there, right? And like eight cups of coffee and everyone's like yogis and they're very chill. And I'm like running circles around the place and I'm like, ah, um, I love cupcakes. And they're like, calm down. Uh, let's talk about how, how long were you there and why did you decide to leave, right? Because this is a place yeah. you could live at for many, many years, mm -hmm. right? tell me, walk me through those decisions and stuff, because I think coming back to what you said about sometimes things happen to you in life and there's a reason for it. Mm -hmm. You've been really public. You met somebody at the Himalayan Institute. I, well, um, I didn't meet him there, okay. um, but we both, he did the yoga training with me there. So I was living at the Institute. This um, would be your boyfriend, Dan, at the time. Yeah, 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 my partner, Dan, at the time. Um, he lived just an hour away from the Institute. We went to the same high school together, and he was very supportive of me living at the Institute and doing my yoga training. Um, and when I actually took the month-long course um, to get the certification, he actually joined me, um, and he went through the process of getting his certification as well. Um, so shortly after that, it was actually during that course, that 23 day long, the actual certification course, um, in 2020 COVID hit and it kind of shook everything up, especially at the Institute, because this is a community of people. There's over a hundred people that live here and it's a retreat center. So there's people coming from all over the world, you know, to come and take retreats and learn and study. Um, so that of course kind of got completely shut down, you know, when COVID hit. And, uh, you know, my partner Dan had to go back home. I was living at the Institute at the time. There was like a month that we were apart because we weren't really able to go in and out because of the pandemic. We were trying to keep everyone safe. Um, and unfortunately, uh, during that time apart, Dan started to fall really ill. And we weren't really sure what was going on. And in July of 2020, I was able to, you know, travel back to visit him and I knew something was very wrong. Um, so I took him to the hospital and it turned out that he had stage four um, adrenal cancer, which is a very, very rare cancer. It's like one in two million people that have the exact kind that he had. Um, and it's unfortunately one of those cancers that um, doesn't really show any effects until it's already so mass spread in your body. So that really threw us for a loop. Um, you know, he immediately had to start undergoing treatment and because this cancer is so rare, they don't even have a set treatment plan um, for it. They kind of just had to throw everything at it and the success rates, especially at such a progressed state of cancer were not high. Um, but despite how difficult and traumatic everything was, you know, Dan and I were both very spiritual people and 
a lot of the things that I've been talking about in these perspectives of understanding how, you know, there's lessons and wisdom within everything, a lot of that is what I learned from Dan. And all of the yoga training that we had just had literally a few months before really helped us to stay grounded in the process of his illness and to, you know, really stay focused in the presence and not let fear kind of come in. Um, and I had two solid months with him in the hospital before he ultimately passed from, from the cancer. Um, and it was, you know, the biggest loss that I think I'll ever experience and the hardest thing I think I'll ever experience. But at the same time, somehow one of the most beautiful things that I've ever experienced. And there is a love, you know, that expands, you know, past even, you know, this world um, that I feel like I carry with me and a wisdom and a, a, uh, just a deep connection and understanding that, you know, nothing in this, this world stays forever. And that is what makes things so much more special. You know, there, I remember one thing that really sticks with me when Dan, Dan was sick and we were outside and he was just looking around and he was like, man, he was like, you know, I know that I'm sick. I know what's happening. I know I'm dying, but like the sky has never looked as pretty as it looks right now. And the wisdom within that just truly still resonates with me because it's like when we, when we know, you know, we're closing on an end or think that things aren't, you know, going to be here forever, you know, or things are bad. But when you look at the sky and you're able to see the blessings that are still there, um, it's just, it's just extremely profound. So going through that experience definitely expanded me spiritually, emotionally, um, and I'm able to help people now that are going through cancer treatments, you know, to find some peace, you know, and solace with some of the treatments and, and sessions that I hold. And I feel like it's a way to give, give back to people. So I ended up leaving the Institute, um, uh, shortly after, you know, Dan passed. And at the same time, uh, like just a week after, Dan passed away. My stepfather passed away wow. very uh, randomly from a heart attack. So that was, and that was completely unexpected. Um, so that threw my whole family for a loop again. So I've just, I've really had a lot of experiences that, you know, I had to work through. Um, and the only way to continue on was to really find that strength and purpose and, and beauty and to understand the cyclical nature of life. And um, that's kind of what brings me to the work that I do now. For people who see this, who have a loved one, or if they're going through cancer treatment or some other unforeseen illness, how has what have you learned about the self-care aspect and meditation and, and yoga and Reiki to, to help people with that. Cause I think you have right traditional medicine and you, mm -hmm. the, you know, we're thinking of treating people right with chemo and, and people still go through that, but how do you complement that with the other elements for the mind? Right. Cause I really feel like people didn't really, I want to say not green light self-care, but it wasn't so much talked about or mental health wasn't as important until the pandemic hit, yeah. which was this like huge grand awakening for a lot of people. Yeah. But Tell me, like, what is your message or those discussions you have with some of these people? Because you've yeah. seen the trauma. I mean, God, losing two people who you love within just weeks of each other. 
Yeah, that definitely. And you had your spirituality and uh, all this sort of training to lean on. I mean, how do you navigate people through this? Absolutely. So, you know, those the traditional treatments, you know, are necessary if that's what people, you know, opt into. But there is so much toll that it takes on people mentally and emotionally, you know, when you're going through not only a physically, you know, taxing treatment, but also all of the difficult, you know, aspects of facing, you know, your own mortality um, and, and stress and fear. And, you know, mindfulness and staying present um, is one thing that really helps help Dan and I, we didn't think about what was going to happen tomorrow. We didn't think about, you know, could we, should we have done all these other things? What if we would have, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like we focused on like, okay, we're here right now. And what is it that I can do in this moment to stay calm, to stay grounded, you know? So making sure that stress levels, you know, are, are tried you know, trying to keep them balanced, you know, doing the things, the simple pleasures that, that you find enjoyment out of, you know, going outside in nature. Nature is a huge, huge healer. Um, and just, you know, connecting with the people that you love in, in a way where you really can celebrate, you know, the connection and, and the life that you have. And to have an understanding that, like, I mean, we are these infinite beings and, you know, people have different beliefs and different religions or different aspects of spirituality. But from my personal experience, I really do trust and believe that, you know, there is more to life than, than, you know, what, what we may think. And I do feel that, that we go on forever and we live on forever in the legacies and the hearts of other people. So, looking at things, you know, that, you know, there, there isn't anything with a solid ending, you know, things only are opening up a new door to a new beginning, you know, energy cannot be created nor destroyed, you know, that's physics. So focusing less on, you know, what, what may happen because it's outside of our control, focusing more on what we have control on is how present can I be right now in this moment? How much joy can I find around me? How much beauty can I find around me? How can I connect and, and share space with the people that I love? You know, and then just doing whatever treatment or whatever session or whatever self-care that helps you feel grounded and that helps regulate your nervous system and helps you feel more present um, so that your stress response isn't really controlling your, your mind, you know, throughout that difficult time. Let's come back to what you said about self-care. What falls under that umbrella? Because I think there's a misconception. People think self-care, it's, okay, got to take myself to the spa and blow $1,000 today. <laughs> there's my self-care. Now, granted, that's a good time. Yeah. What does self-care look like to you? Self-care to me first starts with self-awareness. So we have to really know ourselves and what we're feeling, why we're feeling it, and what we actually need um, to, you know, help ourselves in order to really be able to, you know, care for ourselves. So having a connection with ourselves through reflection, you know, through um, meditation, mindfulness, you know, just really so that we can actually first understand what we need 
because sometimes we, you know, I think I need a whole bag of chips, <laughs> but sometimes that's not Same. what I need, Same. you know? So what, and sometimes the things that we like, you know, or that feel good aren't necessarily the things that we need either. So having that awareness of, okay, like my nervous system is really strung out, you know, um, I drink a lot of coffee because it helps me keep going, but what I actually need maybe is to slow down. So, and it, it doesn't have to cost a million dollars, you know, to go out to the spa or to do all these things. It can be as simple as going out for a walk, as simple as, you know, connecting with your breath or, you know, doing an activity that, that you really love, you know, looking at your nutrition. What are you putting into your body? You know, digestion, of course, is food, but it's also anything that brings in every experience, all the media that you intake, you know, is, and really just look at the things that you're doing in your life and say, is this, is this uplifting me? Is this nourishing me? Or is it, is it possibly, you know, draining me? Or is it possibly throwing me more out of balance? You know, so self-care is really just about finding balance um, within your, you know, in your life to find just the most optimal health for you and how you can feel your best and how you can show up, you know, as your full self in your life. You touched on media. So I want to come back to this. For you, like with a lot of the workshops you do and you put on in their yoga, meditation workshops, and of course the Wild Women NEPA Festival, which we're going to dive into in a moment. Tell me about the boundaries you set around social media specifically, because I'm guilty of it. We all are. We go down the rabbit hole mm -hmm. and sometimes you don't get out for like an hour and a half later and you're like, oh my gosh, I should have been in bed. <laughs> yeah. How do we be better at that? It's, it's all about that mindfulness and self-awareness. You know, we, we go on autopilot a lot because we are nervous system, you know, um, most of us are in that fight or flight response, whether we realize it or not. And we're not really present with exactly what's going on. So like we're self-soothing by, you know, scrolling through social media or, you know, any other activities that kind of boost the dopamine in our brain to kind of put a bandaid on it and make us feel like we're like feeling better when in the long run, we may actually be like throwing ourselves more off balance. So really just having that awareness in the moment of, of what am I doing? You know, um, how long should I be doing this? You know, and, and even just setting up, you know, some, some boundaries for yourself of, you know, I'm not going to go on the phone after, you know, 7 PM at night, I'm going to maybe read, you know, um, and, and whenever you try to make changes, you know, in your life or to cut something out, um, adding something in its place that is, you know, more nourishing or uplifting. So if you're not going to scroll, you know, at night, maybe adding a book or adding, you know, I'm going to, you know, drink a cup of tea and listen to some music, you know, whatever it is, um, just really trying to find the practices and tools that resonate more with you. Um, and that can, can actually nourish you, um, and, and slowly starting to put more boundaries around the things that maybe, maybe throw you a little more off balance. Yeah. I learned even about boundaries. Like you taught me a lot about that, right? When I was like, I feel overwhelmed with this. Like, you know, at one point you just got to shut it off for the day. Mm -hmm. So I want to come back though, to just some of your training. So after you got, you, you know, you've done so many hours of yoga training. Mm -hmm. I don't know, how many was it? 500. Five, right, so you have this teacher, you got, but you're teaching so many classes, people mm -hmm. of all ages, people of all different types of, I guess, physical abilities and yeah. health, right? Because mm -hmm. some people you were working with, it could be certain classes. 
they're sick, right? Yeah. And and they're coming to you for yoga, and it's maybe a different practice that you might get at a regular studio or et cetera. And you have um, a Reiki studio in Dunmore, mm -hmm. Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. right? You yes. Talk about that briefly yeah. before we get to this festival. Yeah, thing, because so I think it all comes then full circle. Yeah, absolutely. So I have my own uh, Reiki studio in Dunmore. Um, it's connected to the Wonderstone Gallery right there on the Dunmore Corners. Yeah. And I work one-on-one -on -one with people and offer Reiki healing as well as sound therapy. And I also do private one-on-one -on -one yoga and meditation, you know, classes for people that, you know, want to have something that's more um, fit to kind of their needs. And I really, you know, before I work with anyone, I, I set, you know, a half an hour consultation, you know, before we start to really dive into who they are, you know, what is it that they're looking for, you know, um, when it comes to the services that I have to offer. And I really try to cater, you know, my offerings to the individual because we all are so unique and our needs are unique and different. It's not a one size, you know, fits all. And especially with yoga, you know, Yoga isn't all about, you know, being able to put your foot behind your head or being like the strongest person in the room. Yoga is really about learning about your own body and and making the shapes, you know, in whatever way is most comfortable for you and breathing into that. So it's about developing that self-awareness, finding the limitations of your body and working within them. I always say, you know, we're not fitting, you know, the poses, you know, or the we're not fitting our body to the poses, we're fitting the poses to our body, you know. So um, I really just try to work with the individual one-on-one -on -one or sometimes in a group setting if it's an event or a class and really just try to make sure that everything is is you know is working for everybody yeah copacetic yeah. yes yeah <laughs> i think too what is really cool because i came back to the beginning of this conversation i said i still follow your social media channels and i i see what you're doing day in and day out and i think what i'm really impressed and inspired by is how you're trying to take some of these practices whether it's yoga and re re yoga or reiki into the community but you've done so many cool workshops for kids mm -hmm. and i think gosh growing up where I, you know the young ryan and like nonstop, <laughs> like i look back and i'm like wouldn't that be cool to learn about that when you're a kid yeah to start a at that age and what's the response i mean when you're teaching some of these workshops whether it's yoga reiki etc i think you do a lot of yoga workshops mm -hmm. in the community tell me the reaction you get from the kids versus some of the adults do you feel like the adults are worried oh my gosh someone's watching me and the kids just are like i'm gonna just try it what do you find yeah kids are so natural to it kids i mean when you think about kids and just kind of how they operate, you know, at that age, it's they, they're like monkey see monkey do. So, you know, they want to move their bodies and they, they want, they see things and they want to mimic it, you know? So it, it comes really naturally. I find teaching the kids, the poses, um, I always just kind of, I switch it up and kind of make the names like, you know, we're going to do star pose or, you know, teapot, you know, yeah. and then kind of just shapes or names that they recognize. But the kids, like I've, worked with kids as little as preschool like two-year-olds they're they're into it they might not be able to do an hour-long class you know mm -hmm. but um they're really into it and I try to incorporate um connection with the five senses with the with children because we this that's how we experience you know the physical world um so really just having kids connect with their senses and I usually add some music and sound and play into it and the kids you know typically respond really well. It's, it's fun for them. The adults, I always find, you know, I teach beginners classes. I teach right now um, at the YMCA and in, in the Scranton YMCA in Dunmore. 
um, a beginner's class on Wednesdays at 5.30. And I have found that people that aren't, you know, familiar with yoga, there's a hesitancy, right? Because I think there is a misconception or stereotypes around what yoga is or, you know, who, what type of people it's for, you know. Um, but I always hear, you know, after everyone's first class with me, they're like, wow, like I did this. Like I did this and I feel great. And, you know, I really emphasize that this this isn't a competition. Like we're all in this room together, but this is your mat and your practice. Um, and it's it's just an amazing thing to see people that didn't think that they could do yoga or that yoga wasn't for them um, and to see how excited that they get about it you know, after they actually practice it and experience the real thing um, and really feel how moving your body in alignment with your breath and allowing yourself to be present and kind of letting go of everything else that's, you know, outside of this room, you know, anything that happened before, anything that you're supposed to do afterwards. And it's all about, it all comes back to being present because so many times we're, we're disjointed as people. Our thoughts are one place, our emotions, we're feeling something about something that happened yesterday, you know, and our bodies are here, but our focus and our minds and our emotions are not, you know, so that sense of presence, bringing your mind, your emotions, your breath, your body all right here and now, and really just feeling what it is to fully be present, so much of that stress and that tension of being pulled in so many directions can can dissipate. And when people really start to experience a sense of presence, your stress levels lower, your nervous system begins to regulate, your heart rate, you know, begins to slow down and regulate, your respiration, your immune system, the nervous system is the control the control center of all the other automatic systems in your body. So once you can get that to become more balanced, which comes with mindfulness and presence. It's just your whole world can change because the nervous system, of course, you know, is directed as well by your five senses and that's how you're perceiving the world. So if you have a stressed nervous system, the world is going, you're going to perceive the world as a scary, stressful place, you know, but once you're able to regulate that, it literally, like once your thoughts change, like your whole world will start to change. And when people really got, get on these paths of holistic wellness and, and understanding all the different aspects of the self that come into, you know, finding that balanced well-being, it's, it's a completely revolutionary, life-changing experience. It's it not just that they feel better. It's that the whole world outside of themselves starts to become better. Coming back to what you said about holistic health, a holistic approach. What's your response to people when folks are like Reiki? Isn't that's like hooey? What do you say? That that I definitely think is the challenge. Um, a challenge with some of these practices that have been practiced for hundreds, if not thousands, of years in other parts mm -hmm. of the world. They're new, you know, to to this part of the world. Um, so I definitely don't take you know I don't take it personal. Um, I understand that anything that is unknown is scary for people. So some that's something that I really try to do with my social media and just my message and how I teach is I really try to make things practical. Um, I try to break things down in a way that, that isn't as so esoteric and um, is more relatable so that, you know, if people don't really understand it or if it's kind of way over their head, I try to bring it down, you know, to a grounded, a grounded kind of explanation or, or um, you know, way, way of saying and doing things. But if people 
are, you know, don't understand it or think it's hooey, but are open to it, I say all these things are experiential experiences, meaning that you have to really do it and experience it and feel it for yourself to know if it's for you or not. And everyone's experience is going to be different. Um, so I just say, you know, if you're open to it, try it. And if it's for you, that's awesome. If it's not, that's awesome. You know, we all, we all have medicine, you know, that works for us and it's going to be different, you know, so it's just part of life is, is exploration. So I invite everybody to, to explore. <laughs> you know, and in the beginning you said the big part of life, things are coming into your life and happening. How did you phrase it for you rather yeah. than at you? Yeah. And when we talk about things happening in your life for you, all of a sudden this event that I start seeing all this buzz about <laughs> the wild women NEPA festival. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is it? How did you come up with it? What's the why behind yeah. it? So I am the co-founder of this festival. Um, Melissa Roberts, who owns Ski Shack in Music, is the, uh, the other co-founder. And I had worked with her a little bit previously. I helped her out with some marketing things. Again, we somehow, the universe randomly connected mm -hmm. us um, last summer. And then she, I got a call from her, you know, I think it was like April, yeah, April this year. And she's like, hey, I have an idea like and I'm, I want to run it by you and, and I was like okay so we got together and she's like I want to throw a women's festival and I was like say no more <laughs> yes <laughs> um, and uh, Melissa is a huge advocate of the outdoors um, she's the only second generation you know owned ski shop in I think all of the United States and she doesn't just do you know um, winter you know outdoor activities even during she's a you know year-long operation so she's been doing um, you know, stand up paddleboarding classes and all these different outdoor events for people in the summer. And she's really a huge advocate for women. She's a mother, you know, she really has this passion of bringing uh, women into the outdoors. Um, and I have this passion for bringing wellness, you know, to the community and, and for women. So she, she was like, do you want to try to throw a women's, women's festival? And I was like, absolutely. So this was literally, I think it was like, April like 20th or something. And um, she was like, all right, I'm on it. I'm going to find a location. We're going to do this. You can, she's like, you do the marketing. I'm going to get all of the like logistical stuff. And I was like, it's amazing. Cause we work like, we're like this perfect balance. Like everything that like, I'm, you know, not so good in, she's great in, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. yin and yang. It is. So I think it was May 20th, a month later, I was able to put a website together. She found a location. We had this vision. Um, we didn't have any vendors or facilitators or anything signed up yet, but we were like, this is what we, this is what we plan to do. And we put it out there and within a week, it like started blowing up. Like it was, I, why do you I, think that is so fast? Cause I did <sighs> see the post on social. I'm like, wow, a lot of this is this is popping off. It is. It is. Um, I think it's because of the need, you know, specifically for women to have, you know, a a place where they can connect with other women, where they can explore their creativity, reconnect with nature, um, and really just celebrate themselves, you know. And within um, just a few weeks, I had like 
dozens and dozens of vendor applications, dozens of facilitator applications. Um, you know, we're already, I think we're at like 150 tickets sold already. Um, and it's still over a month away. Um, it's, it's just really taken on a life of its own. And for me, when I see something do that, I, I see it as alignment. You know, when, when you're aligned in, in your purpose or your passion or something that, you know, connects or aligns with other people, it just kind of like creates a life of its own. And that's what's really happened with this festival. And the date again is? Is Sunday, August 27th. It's from 10 to 6 p.m. at Lazy Brook Park in Tunkhannock, Pennsylvania. August 27th. Yes. 2023. Yes. she watched this later <laughs> on. And I imagine it's going to rock and it's going to be an annual thing. But take me through it. When a woman shows up to this event in Tunkhannock. Yeah. What will they see? What will they experience? What yeah. will they be able to take part in? Absolutely. So this is a day-long gathering for women um, focused on wellness, nature, connection, and adventure. So it's a workshop-focused festival, meaning that there are dozens of different workshops and activities that women will be able to attend throughout the day. So we'll have like multiple workshop stations and there's all these different facilitators and teachers that have curated these workshops uh, for people to participate in that range from everything from yoga to ecstatic dance. There's an archery, um, there's gonna be an archery section. Uh, there's poetry. There's gonna be, you know, things for mothers and, and connecting, you know, with other mothers. There's somatic, you know, dance. There's, there's all different there's something for everyone it's not just like yoga and meditation is it adult women young women it's it's so we're opening it up to you know women and children most of the activities will be um for for women but there is a playground and there's going to be things for kids as well so women and girls and we're saying boys under 10 can come too because mama's got to come too and they might yeah. not be able to find babysitters you know so bring bring the little ones with you um it's a safe safe environment and uh there's going to be dozens and dozens of vendors uh, many of them uh, women-owned small local businesses and there's live music as well that'll be there um, so it's it's really just gonna be just a spectacular fun time and people hear all this how much are tickets $35. 35 bucks and you get all of that but I think the biggest thing is because you said you built your website what's the website wildwomennepa.com and you can learn more about it yes. you can get tickets up to that day mm -hmm. at and, the event and at the event yep it's incredible. Anything else you want to add about that festival? Um, just really, if, if you're looking to, you know, connect with other women in a safe and supportive environment, in a judgment-free zone, you know, and to really maybe try out a lot of these different um, activities and workshops and experiences like I've talked about today that maybe you haven't before, and really just see, like, is there different aspects of, of you know, wellness that you didn't know about that may excite you and, and, and inspire you. And if you do come to the festival, I really encourage everyone to attend as many workshops as you can, because for, you know, the price point of $35 to have an opportunity to attend all these different classes is really amazing because, you know, one of these classes alone so outside of the festival could be double, you know, the cost yeah. of the whole ticket. So we really want to make things accessible and affordable and it's just going to be really, really fun. So come celebrate the wild women of NEPA. <laughs> I love that. And when I saw the title, that's why I wanted you to unpack it. Because I didn't want people to think you have to come there and like, you know, twirl around in a shawl like Stevie Nicks, right? You no, can totally do that can, if you yeah. want. Girl, I do that when I can. And <laughs> before bed some night, put that robe on and spin. Yeah, 
with, with Wild Women, I think the name really was all about connecting to that raw, authentic version of yourself and reconnecting with nature and getting outside of the roles and the boxes that we put within ourselves and really redefine what womanhood is because it's not a one-size-fits-all thing. Um, so it's really an opportunity to embrace that wild, you know, natural nature of, of womanhood. I love it. And by the way, if people want to follow you across social media, because yes. you always put out a lot of great content, you do a lot of workshops in the community and some of them are free, mm -hmm. which is super cool. How do they follow you? Yeah. So you can find me on um, Facebook and Instagram at Kaylin of Earth, K-A-I-L-A-N of Earth. And my website is KaylinofEarth.com. And I want to point out as well for people who listen to this or who watch this, maybe they have a company. You've been doing a lot more workshops and corporations and stuff because mm -hmm. people are finally getting it. Like maybe this could be really good for employees. And trust me, she didn't pay me to say this. I think <laughs> you're one of the most organized, detail-oriented people I've ever met in general, but also like just, and then you bring all these other components to it as well. Like it's, a, you, you. I'm always blown away that I'm like, <laughs> man, she got it together. Like the way you execute events and the way you organize things, I'm like, hashtag life goals. <laughs> like I tell the team, I'm like, we need to do what she's doing. She's real organized, but I love it. And I'm so glad you. you got to visit. And I'm so grateful as well for the the time where I, I got to steal you away for like a month when we were <laughs> building the company a year ago and your organizational skills, your marketing talents really helped me get to the level where I am. So I'm always grateful for that. And, and then now your fiance, you're engaged recently, mm -hmm. you know, because, um, <laughs> you know, you, you kind of you have you have a new love in your life, which is, I think, great. Yeah. Um, Ryan, who helps us out on some shoots as well, is just such the, the you two are like the greatest. I just love you. Too. <laughs> we love you. Too. And you know what I love about you coming back to the authenticity that shows up in your social media is when I tune in and maybe there's just a reel there sometimes of you guys dancing and I look at it and I'm like, I love it. You know my favorite videos that you that you do on social media, and it has nothing to do with self care. I think you're gonna kill me for this. Do you know what it is? I do. Go ahead, tell everybody. It's our gum chewing video. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the ASMR thing. We had one reel where we were just like in the car, both just like chewing our gum, and Ryan has not stopped talking. About Literally, it. it really it really sat with me, and it's, I don't know what it is, but it's I those little moments of, of like being human and just capturing the simple, yeah. the simple thing. And I loved it. And I've watched ASMR <laughs> videos of people eating potato chips or the lady who eats pickles that they re-memed everywhere. But I saw that the one time of you guys just chewing gum in your car and I was dying, but I just loved it. I was like, I could watch this video all day. It's so weird. I know. No, but I, I, I remember it. texting you and I'm like, is this creepy? Like, I loved it. Embrace I, your weirdness. Yeah. That's what I'm all about. And I love you. And this is probably the first time you came into the office that I love your hair. Like, people probably always like, can I touch it? Well, thank I love you. it. All right. One more time. Recap the event. Yes. Wild Woman NEPA Festival. Yes. The website is? WildWomenNEPA.com. It is on Sunday, August 27th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. at Lazy Brook Park in Tunkhannock, Pennsylvania. Tickets are 35 bucks, but you yes. have a ton of stuff planned. So much stuff. Like, and if you how follow, you going to pack it all in? You got a lot going on. It is. You know, and if you follow social media, we're spotlighting all the vendors, all the workshops. And the know. social media account to follow is? Yes. Wild Woman NEPA. Um, at Wild Woman NEPA on Instagram and Facebook. I love love that. Anything else you want to add that I missed? Um, just thank you so much for having me. Having no, me I was today. like grateful. I was like, <laughs> my girl's coming in today. Maybe after this, will you shoot a gum chewing video with me? Maybe. Okay. Yes, we totally can do I it. I just love her. I love you. <laughs> I All love right. You. You're such a light. So just keep thank throwing you. it out there. People, people here and across everywhere, they need that. So <laughs> Thank All right, you. I love you. Kaylin Baus, everybody, check her out. Thanks so much for being a part of the thank Ryan Lecky Show. And thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next time. <laughs>